0: welcome everyone to the first ever episode of off the pace a jack wagon sports production uh, starring me george and
1: also me nick
0: yeah this will be the everything racing podcast um, primarily focusing on nascar indycar formula one uh, and sports car racing but uh gonna be a nascar centric episode today Uh, we had got the season debuted this weekend um i mean technically we had the the Clash of the week, but that doesn't really count. No, uh, the Daytona 500 this week. That's that's a big first race, um, best race in America. Well, uh, I lied, second best. Indy 500 is better. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a great time. We got a family member going down there, uh, so he's gonna give us all the updates this weekend, um, if he doesn't black out Yeah. And uh, but yeah, we will get you guys. I would r- too at the Daytona. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't blame him. Uh, but we will get you guys ready for the weekend. Uh, we're going to go over everything with the next-gen uh, car coming out, uh, give you the update on all the schedules, all the new drivers and new places, uh, and break down the race itself for you guys, give you some predictions, and we'll go from there. Uh, so we're going to get it started. Where else to start better than with NASCAR's Gen 7 car? Um, really, I was ha- I was pretty happy with how it looked. Um, I thought it was, with all the... the tech drawings and stuff that were coming out last year and the news they were moving the number forward. I wasn't super excited. Um, but they made a lot of changes in the offseason. Uh and I did watch the clash. I'm not gonna lie, I really don't hate the numbers forward. It is different, but at the same time it doesn't really look that different when you first glance at a car. Um so I am definitely not complaining that much. But uh just go over some of the features here that are on the new car. Uh, and Nick is then gonna break down all of the under the hood changes. And all that. So, uh, to get it started, um, new feature this year is uh, independent rear suspension. Um, Something a lot of the drivers were pretty happy about. Um, Just another element uh, being added to the cars uh, that they like. Um, Rack and pinion steering will also be added to the car this year. Um, From what I've heard, uh, it doesn't really drive that much different than the other ones. Um, Just a different all-around steering system. Now, it is easier to change parts on this out. So if, you know, say somebody lost steering middle of the race, uh, you know, this is just another element that could be fixed now behind the wall uh, to get the cars back out there and, you know, get some, get some points. Um, car will also feature a larger brake system. Uh, it also has a transmission and a rear gear that have been combined to create something new called the transaxle. Um, very fascinating engineering stuff going on there. Because uh, I absolutely understand none of this shit. Yeah. We, we just <laughs> uh, watched the race this yeah.
1: but we want to tell you about the changes oh, Yeah. we understand. Enough. So that,
0: that way, when you're watching the race on Sunday and they're telling you all this stuff, you can be like, oh, I heard that on the podcast. Yes, sir. Um, now, something I do think is really cool, uh, they have new front and rear bumpers. Uh, they increase the safety a lot on those, but they also have clips um, on the front and rear of the cars uh, that basically bolt onto this. It comes in three sections. The center section is obviously where the driver is going to be and all that. Um, But the front and the rear now clip onto the center section, Um, makes it a lot easier to service things on the car. Uh, And, you know, the repair, say if you just trash your front end. um, Now I know right now NASCAR is pretty, or all the teams are pretty limited on the cars they have, um, especially at Daytona this year. But, um, you know, down the road, this is going to be somewhere, Hey, we just trashed our front end at Bristol. Um, we got to get this car ready for the next week because it's a car we really like. Just snap another one on there. I think that's a really cool feature. Um, the car will also feature a sealed undercarriage and underwing and rear diffusers. Hood louvers uh, on the car allow for engine performance to be maximized independent of aerodynamics. Uh, basically, just making this thing sleek, a um, lot faster, and an increase the in downforce. Uh, it's going to be really cool to see all the. Uh, the different ways teams try to work around these these new systems. Um, all this is being done to minimize the effects of dirty air on the car. We've heard for years now that you know cars will get close to one another, but as soon as they get up right behind each other, it's just too hard to drive, and it made passing next to impossible at a lot of tracks. Um, so this is all done in an effort to decrease that and make passing a lot more frequent, uh, therefore more entertaining. So some fans that like entertainment over you know race quality uh will enjoy this me yeah uh another new feature in NASCAR this year is teams buying chassis and parts from manufacturers rather than making every part themselves uh, NASCAR is trying to reduce cost um and again try to close the gap between a car that runs first every week like Kyle Larson last year and a car that ran 40th every week last year uh like BJ McLeod um trying again just make everything more entertaining make the racing a lot more closer and, you know, increase the parity, I guess you could call it, in NASCAR. Um, which I actually, you know, commend them for. A lot of different organizations have tried this with their their new cars. Uh, Formula One is rolling out theirs this year. We'll have to see how that works on track. But um, in the grand scheme of things, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, it's not fun running 10 laps down every race, and I get that. Um, but so far, the manufacturers for the parts announced uh, have been five-star race car bodies, Dallara and McLaren. Uh, Dallara makes the IndyCar chassis. Uh, McLaren, uh, of course, is a Formula one base team, but they also do sports car and IndyCar racing. Um, so we got some big names rolling in NASCAR now to help out with those, those parts and keep the prices down. So, And I, I really hope, in the grand scheme of things, this entices more people to come back to NASCAR. Um, you know, after the, the recession in 2008, I know a lot of teams kind of had to pack up and, and leave. And numbers at races have been really low for some time now. Uh, you know, the field used to be 43 cars. Now we dropped it down to 40. And they struggle to make 40 some weekends. So I'm really hoping that overall this brings more cars back. Uh, we can have meaningful qualifying again, uh, sending cars home. Uh, just overall increase the experience of NASCAR again. Uh, race teams will now be limited to seven cars per car number, uh, so that's not like Ganassi, or excuse me, Ganassi doesn't exist anymore. Hendrick doesn't get just seven cars, uh, they have four cars there obviously, so each of those four cars gets seven cars, if that makes any sense. Um, with NASCAR uh, and the chassis supplier making the determination of whether a chassis can be repaired or must be replaced in the event of a crash, Teams will not be allowed to replace a car until it has raced at least three times. Uh, so Ooh. that breaks down um, all the new features of the next-gen car. Uh, Nick, why don't you tell us about what's under the hood of these bad boys?
1: Yes, sir. So NASCAR has decided to go with a 670 horsepower and low downforce package, which is a fan favorite. It makes the car harder to drive, therefore creating a more exciting product. <laughs> the car will also have a four-inch spoiler. Uh, this will not be used at Daytona, Talladega, and Atlanta for safety reasons. They will run a 510 horsepower and a seven-inch spoiler to keep speeds down. Um, they will also run a sequential gearbox this season.
0: Yeah, uh, I know. I think I think it was back in November. I want to say or December. Uh, they were testing here at Charlotte, and they started playing around with different packages because. The fan backlash uh, originally NASCAR I think was just going to run the 510 horsepower and high downforce everywhere. Um, yeah, and it basically it would have created just like the Daytona and Talladega style racing at every track, uh, which nobody wanted. Um, they tested out this package. The drivers loved it because you know it's it's not just hey, I can stand on the throttle the whole way through a turn and just you know give it a little bit of wheel. It's I gotta let off. I gotta you know control myself through the turns. We saw, you know multiple drivers spinning out and testing uh i know tyler reddick spun austin dillon kyle bush even um you know no slouches out there on the track and you know they're out there spinning out on these cars so i think it'll be overall a lot more exciting uh and, and add an element to the race itself I'm trying to watch these guys control these cars uh because i mean if you get that setup wrong now i know practice is back this year but it's very limited i believe each track only gets like 30 minutes of practice and you qualify and then everything goes in the park for May and then it sits there until race day. So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, somebody misses a setup and, you know, you have Kyle Larson and his team misses the setup and he just can't keep it the car out of the wall or whatever. I think it, it's just going to be a lot more exciting and finally start to make NASCAR more entertaining in that sense, whereas we don't want just guys running side by side for... 10 hours because they can just stand on the throttle. Um, so that breaks down everything we have on the next-gen car, Gen 7 car, uh, whatever you guys want to call it. Uh, excited to see how it performs at Daytona in the packs. Uh, practice has looked very cool. Uh, they limited... So a lot of teams were running skew, and Nick, I don't know if you saw this, um, to, to try and help you know with the downforce on the side of the car and stuff. And it literally looked like some of the cars were driving sideways down the track. It was ridiculous <laughs> to see. So NASCAR came out. I believe it was uh, Tuesday night after practice, uh, and said, listen, uh, we're going to limit how much skew you can put on the damn car. Um, (laughs) So everything looked a little more normal last night on the track. Uh, Qualifying was very entertaining to see. A couple different names up there. Suarez was up there. He made it into the second round. Uh, Justin Haley uh, set the fast lap at the beginning. and It looked looked really hard for a lot of the early cars to to keep pace with him. Um, But qualifying was very entertaining last night. Ended up with... uh, kyle larson and alex bowman on the front row but we'll get to that i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves uh next up we're going to talk about all the different tracks that we're going to see this year um what the playoffs are going to look like uh and get you set up for the schedule ahead um so we already had the clash talked briefly about that that was held at the la coliseum Um, watching practice i was not excited for that race at all watching the race itself was actually pretty cool um You had some guys just drive like dipshits and just send it into the turn at the start of the race and take out their teammate, (coughs) Bubba. But uh, overall, I I was surprised when we play NASCAR, right? Uh, Overall, like I was surprised at how clean the guys kept it for the most part. Now there was slip ups here and there and, you know, guys getting into each other. But overall, I thought it was a very good event. Uh, It could have been a lot worse. Um, So in my book, that, that gets an A for NASCAR. Uh, Auto Club finally makes its return this year. Uh, they haven't been there the last two years due to COVID restrictions. Um, and also, this will be the last time they race on the two-mile configuration before it gets converted into, I believe it's a it's either half or three-quarter mile short track um, that's coming next year. It's been delayed because um, they want to give the, the old configuration its one last hurrah. Uh, that'll be the next race after the Daytona 500, February 27th. Atlanta has been reconfigured. Uh they tested down there a few times. That configuration makes its debut March twentieth. Bristol Dirt is back April seventeenth. Yay, yay. Absolutely. Nick, like, I still say we should go there for like our bachelor party. Uh, right. s- since we never got one. Yeah. Um the All Star race Somebody is had once to get COVID. <laughs> me. Yeah. Um The All Star race. On his vacation. <laughs> uh the All Star race is once again at Texas. Uh not really excited for that but we'll see how it goes with the new new gen cars um gateway uh is going to make its cup debut june 5th uh nick and i are big indie car fans gateway is a really fun track to watch i know the trucks have been there for a few years i can't remember if the xfinity series is still raced there i know they used to um but love watching that track um a lot of fun very slick very old so it's nice to see the cup series headed to somewhere new again this year uh and lastly uh, there's going to be no Pocono doubleheader this year. They've done that the last few years, uh, racing a Saturday and a Sunday at Pocono. I thought it was really cool, something unique on the schedule and something to keep Pocono relevant. Um, you and I have been to a race at Pocono for IndyCar. A lot of, it, I feel like it gets a lot of undeserved hate. Um, I think it's a very good track. It's very technical for the drivers. It's three different turns that act like nothing else. Um,
1: yeah, definitely. And like the hate that it gets... At least to my knowledge, I I don't know the drivers that I've heard talk about it enjoy the challenge of racing at Pocono, and I know a lot of the fans don't like it because of the way the stands are and you can't see like half the track while you're racing. Like I don't know, I didn't have an issue when we were there. I mean, yeah. there was a, we were rated at the start finish line, we were up a decent amount, so like I felt like we could see pretty good. Um, so I, I don't know why it catches all the hate either, but nonetheless,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, I really hope I know Indy cars cut kind it of from their schedule. Um, I hope one day IndyCar does go back. I know they they have their, the drivers have their safety concerns, and it's very understandable. I mean, you and I saw that horrific Wickens crash. Uh, then a year later, uh, Felix Rosenquist had a scary crash there. So, I mean, I definitely understand the safety concerns in that sport. Um, but NASCAR, I feel like it's a really good track. It uh, just gets a lot of undeserved hate, uh, like we said. But that breaks down um, the schedule before the playoffs. Nick, why don't you walk us through... Uh, the rounds of the playoff, and what tracks are there.
1: Yes, sir. So uh, first off, in the round of 16, we will have the three tracks in Darlington, Kansas, and Bristol. In the round of 12, we will have Texas, Talladega, and the Roval in Charlotte. In the round of 8, we will have Vegas, Homestead, and Martinsville. Homestead makes its return to the postseason after being in the regular season. Uh, For the previous two years. And the finale will be in Phoenix.
0: Yeah. um, I'm fine with this playoff structure. Um, I mean. Granted. In the grand scheme of things. I don't really like the playoffs. But um, if we're going to keep having it. As of right now. I don't hate the the, the tracks they picked. I'm glad Homestead got put back in the playoffs. Um, I believe it still deserves to be the finale spot. They should have never taken it away from there. Uh, But what are you going to do? don't really like the, the finale being at Phoenix. Um, when they, I don't hate the reconfiguration of Phoenix. I just wish in the, the front stretch, the now front stretch, uh, where they have the dog leg, they would just put the grass back and cars couldn't cut through there anymore. I just feel like that's so dumb to watch. Uh, you, you have a restart, and somebody just dives to the inside against the wall and then basically cuts a corner uh, all the way up to the pit, pit wall start. Um, I just think it's really dumb. But, I mean, what are you going to do? uh Texas I really feel like uh, I believe the the TV deal gets restructured either next year or the year after that um I really feel like when that happens Texas is going to be gone uh just the racing product there has gone downhill uh in recent years they they keep trying to repave it do do all this other stuff to it it's just, it's not working uh now we we're, we're stuck with a PJ one there and that's the only way we can get grip going through the turns um just not not a fun product. And, I mean, IndyCar is the same way. Love IndyCar. But, I mean, it's impossible for those cars to race there because they react so poorly to the PJ1. Um, so, and Andy Gossage is now left there as track president. So, it'll be really interesting to see if Texas ends up keeping its spot. Um, I know IndyCar experimented with Coda. I thought the Coda race was fine, but they did not go back there last year. Um, NASCAR now runs at Coda, so something to keep your eye on when the T V deal is getting restructured. Um, Martinsville is always fun to watch in the playoffs. Uh remember two years ago, uh Kevin Harvick tried to spit out Kyle Bush to to make it into the playoffs or the final round of the playoffs basically. Didn't work out for him, but it always just provides that extra level of excitement. Um it's always a lot of fun. And the Bristol Night race as always is one of the most entertaining races in NASCAR. Oh, for sure. Uh, Moving on from the tracks, we're going to talk about some uh, driver news. Um, First, I'm going to break down the old guys still in the league. Not necessarily old, but the guys that that have been around uh, before that are in new spots this year. Uh, Starting off, we have Kurt Busch. Uh, Ganassi has closed her doors. Um, So Kurt Busch has left there, and he has moved over to 2311 Racing. Uh, He's going to be Bubba Wallace's teammate. Uh, the Michael Jordan Denny Hamlin owned team he's going to be driving the number 45 car Ross Chastain his teammate at Ganassi last year uh, is going over to track house he's going to be driving the number one car he looked really good last night in qualifying Uh, Ty Dillon was benched last year Uh, actually I believe it's been two years now Um, racing you know a few Xfinity races here and trucks there Uh, but he is going to be in the Petty GMS, a brand new team this year with GMS buying a major stake in Petty Enterprises. Uh, and they're going to have two cars this year. He's going to be Eric Jones's teammate. Uh, Ty Dillon will run the 42 car. Uh, Brad Keselowski is leave, or has left Penske, uh, joined forces with Roush Fenway Racing. Uh, he's now a co-owner there. Uh, it's now Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. Uh, he's going to be running the historic number six car. Uh, Josh Balecki, uh is heading or has left Ra- Rick Ware. God damn it. I can't talk. Josh Bielecki has left Rick Ware racing. That is a, say that five times fast. Uh, and he has headed, I know, he has headed over to Spire Motorsports to run the 77 part-time. Uh, we're going to talk about Justin Haley here in a second. That was his part-time ride before. Uh, Nick, why don't you tell us all about the guys uh, that are moving up into the Cup Series this year?
1: Yes, so some new faces for everybody to keep an eye out for. Uh, First up, we have Harrison Burton. He's coming from the Xfinity Series to the Wood Brothers in the number 21. Uh, We have Austin Sindrick, also coming from the Xfinity Series to Penske. He will be in the number 2. Todd Gilliland. Yep, there you go. That's a lot of I's and L's right there. I was like, almost had a seizure. Uh, He is coming from truck racing to front row in the number 38. And Last but not least, Justin Haley, also from the from the Xfinity Series to Calling in the, no, I'm assuming I said that right, in the number yeah. 31. Calling Racing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Calling has been an Xfinity team for a couple of years now, and um done really well. Last year, they announced that they were going to go Cup Series full-time. At the Indy Road Course, they ran a race, and um AJ Allmendinger, I couldn't think of his name for a second. Uh, won the race uh, for them. So huge for them. I mean, they're, I think they're going to do really well this year. They're a team to watch out for. I think earlier I said Justin Haley was sitting on the pole for about – I think that was wrong. I think it was Daniel Hemrick running their 16 car. They're also going to have a part-time 16 car. Daniel Hemrick was in it last night. I think AJ Allmendinger is going to do the road courses. Um is going to fill in from time to time, and also Noah Gregson is going to fill in from time to time. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch those guys and you know a bunch of these uh, Xfinity guys get their shot uh, throughout the year in that ride. Uh, moving over, i uh, got some other guys that we want to talk about real quick. Uh, Ryan Newman uh, has not officially retired, but he does not have a ride. Um, he said in an interview that he would love to do anything part-time uh, just to hop in the car, but again, not officially retired. Uh, he was the former driver of the number six, the seat that Brad Keselowski has taken over. Uh, and Ryan Preece, uh bumped out of the JGR ride. Excuse me, not JGR. Uh, I can't say his name, but yeah. He's a former basketball player, owns his team. Brad Daugherty. Oh, yeah, something like that. He owns the team. He is out of there. Uh, he is now the Stuart Haas Racing Reserve driver. Um, Eric Almirola has announced that he's going to retire at the end of the year, and I believe that's where he's going to end up next year. And then once Harvick retires, uh, Haley Deegan's going to take over his ride. I'm calling it right now. I think other people have already said that, but I'm saying it now. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to talk about some crew members that have moved around. Uh, Booty Barker uh, has been promoted to full-time crew chief for Bubba Wallace. Uh, has to be one of the coolest names I've heard. Oh, of yeah. At,
1: le- at least in NASCAR. Yeah, he's uh, well, been around. I definitely 100% in NASCAR, the coolest name.
0: I've I don't know. Dick Trickles is still pretty okay.
1: good. Yeah, that's, fair.
0: that's um, fair. We'll give him a nice high nice yeah. at first. Uh, Booty has been around for a while uh, I know he filled in last year when Bubba won that Rainshorn race at Talladega um, I've always admired him, uh, he's done a lot of great work in the in the sport uh, so it's nice to see him get the full time job there uh, Drew Blickenzerfer is now the new crew chief for Eric Almarola. Jermaine Donley is the crew chief for Ty Dillon, Dave Allens is a crew chief for Eric Jones Scott Graves is the new crew chief for Chris Buescher and Blake Harris is the new crew chief for Michael McDowell.
1: Yes, sir. And also we have Jonathan Hassler as the new crew chief for Ryan Blaney, Lee Leslie as the new crew chief for B.J. McCloud. Matt McCall for the new as the new crew chief for Brad Keselowski, Trent Owens, uh, new crew chief for Justin Haley, Billy Scott, new crew chief for Kurt Busch, Phil Sargent, Sargent, one of those two. Follow- Uh, follows chastain to track house and brian wilson is the new crew chief for harrison burton
0: so that wraps up all of our postseason review for you guys uh to get you set for the new season starting this weekend um and as with every season it starts with the daytona 500 Uh, so qualifying was last night we're recording this on thursday um qualifying races are tonight Uh, Two guys are already locked in in the open spots. We had Noah Gregson and Jacques Villeneuve. Um, I will admit, I think there's two more spots left. Um, The original notes, uh, when I wrote these notes last week, there was only 41 cars uh, in the field. And now I believe we're up to 46, 44, something like that. Um, But there's only 40 spots available. Uh, this is a two and a half mile track built in nineteen fifty-eight. The uh race is gonna be two hundred laps, uh two sixty-five lap stages. Uh the final stage is seventy laps. Uh current favorite uh at the betting post. Uh Denny Hamlin is a is the odds on favorite right now at eight to one. He has three previous wins in 2016, 2019, and 2020. Uh, he has, there are six previous winners in the field. Uh, we had Harvick in 2007, Kurt Busch in 2017, Austin Dillon in 2018, and Michael McDowell in 2021, and of course, uh, Hammond, uh, as mentioned before, three times. Um, mentioned it earlier, Larson and Bowman are on the front row, so they are probably going to start and park tonight in the race, uh, get a little feel for the draft, and then get out of harm's way. Um, Nick. Why don't you give me your pick for who you think is going to win the Daytona 500?
1: Yes, sir. So I just want to make this clear that I made this pick uh, last week, (laughs) way before. Now, it it happens to be coincidental that he's starting in the front row. But um, I just, I told George, I I didn't really know how how I felt. Um, I I never really picked race winners before. I've watched a lot of racing, watched NASCAR a lot when I was younger, not so much lately, but getting back into it. um, Spent a lot of time watching IndyCar lately. I, I don't even know where to begin for picking drivers. Um so I pretty much just went through the list and picked the first name that I recognized uh that wasn't one of the previous winners that we just talked about and it happened to be our front row sitter Kyle Larson. So um I understand that this might not necessarily be his forte, but he's starting in the front row. Um he's you know looking to have a good season so uh, I'm sticking with my pick. I'm going with Kyle Larson.
0: I mean, it's not a bad pick. No, um, it's it's never a bad idea. I mean, he's <laughs> he's never been like super stellar on the super speedways. I did not mean yeah, to say I mean, it like that, but uh yeah, super
1: stellar on the super speedways. Yeah,
0: um, but I mean, nonetheless, a Hendrick car is never a bad pick, especially at Daytona. Uh, I'm going to go with Ross Chastain. Uh, he's really impressed me last night in qualifying, and I think Trackhouse as a whole uh, and as an organization. Um, was really impressive in their first year. Suarez almost won at the Bristol Dirt Race. Um, but I think Chastain is, is a excellent driver. Uh, he's always done well at Daytona when given his chances. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Ross Chastain. Uh So that wraps up our Daytona 500 and our season preview for you guys. Uh, next week, we are going to break down everything that happened to the Daytona 500. Uh, get you ready for the Wise Power 400 at Fontana next week. Uh, And also next week, Nick and I are really excited because it's the IndyCar season preview. They get their season started next weekend at St. Petersburg. Uh, So we will get you all ready for that next week. Nick, why don't you tell us about NASCAR Fantasy?
1: Oh, yes, sir. So I didn't even know this existed until George had mentioned it on a previous podcast of ours. But apparently NASCAR Fantasy exists. And you get to go in before every race and choose your lineup of drivers that you think are going to have a good day. Um, And... If it's anything like regular fantasy, I'll probably be terrible at it, but or I should say not regular fantasy, but football fantasy. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we have our own group uh, that we would like you guys to join in and compete with us on. Uh, so if you go under, uh, I'm double checking here to see what the, okay, yeah. So if you download the NASCAR app, I, I thought it was just the NASCAR app, but I wanted to make sure if you download the NASCAR app, um, there's a little button up at the, or down at the bottom right that says fantasy. Go in. uh, I think you have to sign up, I believe. Um, Yeah. But obviously it's free. Um, And then if you search within Fantasy, capital J, capital W, capital S, colon off the pace podcast, uh, you can join our group and compete against us every week for every race um, and see who wins at the end of the season. So um, it definitely, again, I didn't know about it, but it sounds awesome it sounds fun i love competition um as i mean we love sports so obviously we gotta love competition but uh, like i said we would definitely like you to join in compete against us um i have no idea how to pick cars like i said so there's a very good chance you could end up winning it um i don't think we didn't know we haven't discussed the prize yet uh so we'll figure that out but definitely come in and compete with us
0: absolutely uh, and that'll just about do it for this week's episode. Um, appreciate you guys checking us out. Uh, don't forget to check out our other sports. We got hockey and golf going on right now. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but yeah, we will be back next week. Like I said, break down the Daytona 500, um, and get you ready for IndyCar and the Fontana race. Um, other than that, super excited. I love St. Petersburg. I yeah, can. it is. Yeah, it is a great track. Um. Yeah. Other than that, everybody have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy, and we will see you next week. Yep. Have a great weekend.